Okay, thank you everybody for coming here tonight. And my name is Gianluca and I come from Italy, um, uh, precisely from Sardinia, which is an island in the south of Italy. Uh, I was born in a family that uh, didn't have any spiritual spirituality at all, I would say. Even if um, I got all my sacrament as a Catholic, because Italy is a Catholic country, but that didn't really mean uh, much to me. It's more like a traditional uh, thing that people do, even if they are not Christians. So after I got all my sacraments as a Catholic, I never went to church again. And uh, my parents uh, are very humble people, and they really come from humble families, and they've done nothing in their life but working since the age of 12. When I was eight years old, my parents decided to invest all their money to open a cafe. And uh, the business was going very well, and we started to make quite good money with that. And after my dad decided to open a bakery as well, because he's been a baker most of his life. And things were going great. We, we finally managed to have a good house, and uh, my dad bought the car uh, of his dreams. And but the job was too much that he decided to go in business with his um, with my auntie with his sister, fifty fifty. And when my auntie um, started to make a lot of money, he kind of lost her mind. He started to uh, use uh, drugs and uh, like buying cars and dining in uh, fine restaurants every day. And after a while, he asked my dad to. Uh, get out of the business, which my dad accounted. Uh, 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 after my dad found out that my auntie uh, signed a lot of checks by his name, so basically we were uh, we had a lot of stuff to pay that we didn't we we weren't aware about, and we end up losing everything we had like overnight. My parents decided to move in the north of Italy, which was like economically much better, and restart from scratch over there. But from that moment, something uh, got broken inside my dad's heart. Like he's never been the same after that, and he's always been full of uh, resentment and uh, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of negativity about what happened. And. Uh, we kind of uh, have been apart since then. I grew up uh, uh, feeling a lot of loneliness, and uh, start, when I was 11, 12 years old, I started to suffer from anxiety and insomnia and depression as well. Uh, when I was 16, I found my first girlfriend, and I needed the money to go and see her, so I found my first job, and I started working my, in a pizzeria when I was 16. Uh, after two years, I broke up with my girlfriend, so my depression came back even uh, harder on me. So uh, I tried different things, but weren't even working, so I just started using drugs because I was doing anything just to numb my mind from all the loneliness and depression that was too overwhelming. Um, I after. I went to Amsterdam, bought a bunch of seeds, uh, came back home, started to grow weed in my bedroom. Looking back, that was probably also a way of crying out for help, for a dad that was never there when I needed him. 
So things were going, let's say, all right. I was working a lot. I was making quite a good amount of money for my age. I had everything I needed. I have a nice car, nice clothes. I could afford everything. I mean, most of the things I wanted. But I was feeling empty inside. I, I had no, no meaning in my life, no direction. I was basically, all, all I was doing was just working and uh, getting high when I wasn't working. So I decided, okay, I need to do something about this. Uh, then I decided to move to Australia when I was 21. After a while in Australia, uh, I found myself do, having the same lifestyle I was having in Italy. Um, I wrote a letter to my dad when I was in Australia and where I've been probably too tough about it. I was just blaming, blaming my dad for all the bad things I had in my mind, for all the struggles I have. I wrote that letter with all the pride and cockiness that uh, 21 years old can have. And I regret about it because I hurt him a lot. And I never spoke with my dad for like three years, not even by phone after that. So after that, I started to travel in, uh, in Australia. I was in Byron Bay once. Uh, my money was running low. I was waiting for a job to come over, but nothing. So a couple of guys stopped me on the street. And they asked me to pray for me. And I say, okay, why not? Uh, I can't hurt. So they prayed for me to find a job. The day later, uh, uh, someone called me. They offered me a job for $25 an hour. And that was great because I was almost running out of money. <laughs> so I got a job. I didn't think about that episode again. And uh, when I was in Australia, I mean, I was living with my drug dealer, so things were just getting worse and worse. I was going to pick magic mushrooms every week. I was doing mushrooms along with a lot of other stuff, LSD, DMT, and other drugs that were giving me a lot of experience opening me to the spiritual world. So I had a lot of like spiritual experience by just doing drugs, but that was the wrong kind of experience, unfortunately. And after one year and a half in Australia, uh, by then I was in, uh, deeply involved in New Age because of my psychedelic use, uh, New Age religion. So after one year and a half in Australia, um, I could not have a sponsorship over there, so we decided to move to New Zealand. Just before we were leaving uh, Australia, we got stopped on the street once again with my girlfriend and a couple of people asked me to pray over me. I don't know why those things kept happening. And they led me in a prayer to be born again in Jesus' name, which I had no idea what, the, what it, me it meant back then. But I, I say that prayer and say, okay, sweet, that's all. So we moved to New Zealand, uh, found a work visa pretty quickly, and I've... I met another guy that was like me involving New Age religions and all this kind of experience with spirits and stuff like that. And uh, this guy quit his job. He came back a few weeks later. And I started to talk to him about drugs, uh, DMT, and this kind of uh, portal opening to the other dimension to meet these entities and etc. And he told me, look, I don't, I don't do that garbage anymore. Like, I got baptized two weeks ago. And I'm a Christian now. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, the stuff is nonsense. Like, the experience we have, that's, that's a spiritual experience. The stuff is just religion, you know? 
this guy was coming from a Hindu family. For, for a guy like him to become a Christian and turning all his family against him was a big deal. Like, uh, now I don't want to go after his experience, but he basically asked Jesus to reveal himself. He was real and Jesus revealed himself to this guy. And overnight he became a Christian. And he kept asking me to go to church with him uh, over and over. I say, no, like, uh, look, I don't believe this stuff. I come from, from a Catholic country. I know it all already. It's not real. Like, the, all that guy is just looking for a, a way to identify themselves. Like, that, that was what I was thinking. And so one more time, I was outside a shopping mall. I was reading a book under the sun, and this couple come close to me, and they asked me to pray for me again. <laughs> so, and they started to talk to me about Jesus and say, look, uh, uh, I know enough. I've been looking different religions. I don't think Christianity is the right religion for me. There is no way unless something really manifests in my life. Uh, I'm not going to believe it. Uh, sorry, but I let them pray for me anyway. Uh, but after the third time they prayed for me, something kind of changed. And when my friend asked me one more time, will you come to church with me? I was starting to consider, i say, if my friend has this really deep experience that changed his life, maybe there is something true. So I decided to go to church with him uh, after his last invitation. And that morning they were doing, they were doing like, a, there was a cleansing stream, which is like a team of people gathered from all over New Zealand, like different pastors from different churches. And they do different, they do deliverance prayers of, over people for, for different strongholds that they may have in their life. So I participated to that. My first impression in a Christian church was like, these guys are nuts, like are crazy. <laughs> People crying, people with their hands uh, up. Uh, I was like, these people are deluded. Like, they have no idea what spirituality is about. Like, and I was in, in my mind, I was challenging God as well. I say, if you are real, if, if your spiritual world is more real than the spiritual world I experienced so far, where I've seen, like, uh, I've seen stuff that, I mean, I push myself to the boundaries that no many people have seen, probably. Me and my girlfriend were even ready to go to Peru and spend uh, some weeks in the Amazon and with shamans, like tripping hard for weeks. We were, we were close to do that. But when I've been there uh, to church that first time, uh, someone prophesied over me this guy start, started to tell me things about me, specific things about my relationship with my dad that nobody could know. And I felt struck. And once they start to pray for me over the relationship with my dad and those things, I just start to cry. I don't know why, but I couldn't stop for like 20 minutes. And I felt that something really profound happened to me. And I remember coming back home from that day and feeling like something very heavy left, left my heart because they led me in a prayer to forgive my dad. I accept to do that. And I was feeling different. Like, 
I was feeling all the negative uh, mindset that I had all my life just was gone. Like the negative thought pattern that kept coming back all my life, all that negativity just wasn't there anymore. And I was like, oh, something, something really happened to me. And I felt in my heart that I forgave my dad for everything he did. That was, but that doesn't mean I started to believe in Jesus. Like I was overanalyzing everything. So over the next weeks, I started to, uh, first I spoke with my girlfriend about this and she was like, yeah, okay, that happened today, but the mind can play many tricks to you, you know, maybe you are just conditioned by your environment and this stuff happened to you. And so I was open mind to that too. Maybe it was just like, how many people have problem with their dad? This guy was just guessing and he got it right. Okay. So I was open to this, but in the same time, I was trying to look after uh, looking for information about this Jesus guy. So I started to look into apologetics, uh, looking for every historical proof about the life and resurrection of Jesus, and I found lots of them, uh, even extra, extra biblical uh, evidence. Uh, I found, I start to question the authenticity of the Bible. Like I've, I start to challenge Christianity in every possible way, just spending hours in front of my computer or listening testimonies of people that were maybe like heroin addicted for all their life or satanist and overnight they changed completely their life but in the same time was keeping my mind open because my mind was quite open by all the drugs i've been taking anyway so <laughs> so and but when i start to read the bible some things uh turn around in the house where I was living. I was living with some Buddhists at the time, and in, outside my bedroom there were three uh, masks of carved in wood, and these guys used to like pray over this mask and worship, asking for peace and uh, wealth. They were basically, after putting that image on Google, I found out they, those were demons that they used to worship to, to have something in exchange. In the moment I start to read the Bible and try to talk to God, I say, if you're real, reveal yourself to me, you know. Uh, in that moment, things turn around in the house and so many things has happening just, just in a couple of weeks. And I have a little list here. So uh, things were uh, like doors were locking by themselves. My, my girlfriend was alone in the house and found herself locked in the bathroom many times. My girlfriend had uh, some crosses with a little rosary, a present from the grandmother, and she found it broken apart inside the closet. Uh, she started to have su suicidal thoughts uh, many times, and that, that has been a very bad thing that we've been going through. She has started to have bad panic attacks out of nowhere, and I start to have sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. So uh, we were sensing really negative evil presence in the bedroom they used to manifest in the night and uh, we used to feel this this even the animal in the house without the bunny used to run around so crazy used to smash herself in the wall like for no reason and 
after a few days, my girlfriend got a call from Italy, your dad is sick, he's done, you need to come back. So he came back in Italy and I was by myself. I have a sleep paralysis, I woke up one night and I felt a, a presence holding me in the bed and I could not move, I was just paralyzed by terror. And I've seen like a demonic face manifesting in front of me and the bed starts shaking under me. So I know it sounds crazy, but <laughs> I wouldn't lie in a church, you know. <laughs> so that's what, and I lost my job after a few days. My car got broken. I bought another car with all my savings. I found another job working in an extremely negative environment where my boss was like a drug addicted and was very, very hard to stay around him. So I had negative environment who are in negative environment uh, at home. And so we were basically broken. Uh, after all this stuff, I started to lose weight. I was waiting 58 kg. I was losing my hair for the stress. And I was praying out to God and saying, if you're real, manifest yourself to me. Otherwise, I don't want to know anything else about you. So I had a dream, one night I had a dream about uh, Jesus holding a flower in his hand. I had planted some six flowers outside my house and the flower in his hand was one of those flowers. When winter came, all the flowers died except that flower that Jesus was holding in the dream. Uh, they're little things, but in that moment, they were very meaningful to me. So I was still questioning the reality of this Jesus until the last one day where I really, something really changed. And the second car I bought got broken as well. So I had no car. <laughs> I had no money. Like the, the situation was ridiculously like wrong, like all, all the things going on. So one morning I arrived, I was catching two buses and one train just to get to work, one hour and a half, just one way. And uh, I arrive in the train station and I see my bus passing in front of me. I say, oh no, I'm gonna lose it. If I, if I arrive late at work, my boss is gonna kill me. Like, this guy, for five minutes uh, delay, he used to throw pens at people and swearing at you. And like, if I was arriving late, my life was going to be miserable for the next three days, for sure. So I was desperate, no, like the bus. I start to run to, to catch the bus. The red was light, so the bus stopped. I say, okay, I can catch it. I, I arrived at the bus stop and the light turned green and the bus left in front of me, like for one second. I was, oh no, I was, I was thinking to call a taxi just to arrive at working time, you know? And I sit down thinking what to do. This guy came over, sit close to me and he tells me, you know, whatever is happening in your life, God loves you very much, you know? I was like, like who, who are you? Like, I was like, what's going on, you know? Is a setup? Or <laughs> and this guy started to tell me, like, whatever is going through your life, God has a purpose for you. Like, you are a unique person. There are billions of people on earth. You are not here by coincidence. You have a unique DNA unique fingerprint, God has a purpose for you and he wants to use it 
for his own purpose, not for your own purpose. You just need to submit yourself to him. So the day that that thing happened, after this guy ended up praying for me and I arrived at work late and I could not care less. Honestly, I was, I was just peaceful. And the day I, I say, okay, there is something going on, all this spiritual stuff at home, these people praying for me. I called my Hindu friend and uh, he got me over uh, his pastor, which is, was, we have a great experience on deliverance prayer. He did his training in Africa over some tribes where they do a lot of witchcraft and stuff like that. So he was really into the spiritual uh, aspect of what was going on in my life. They did a lot of prayers for us. They, he answered all my questions and I had a lot. Every time I had a doubt in my mind, I used to write it down and challenge this guy. I don't mean he knows, he knows everything, but you know, he got me to a point where, okay, this Jesus is maybe, is after, if he's real, he's after me, he's chasing me. So he prayed, he prayed after I found out this guy was the husband of the lady that stopped me in the mall to pray for me. Like a coincidence that was incredible. So they pray over my girlfriend and we've seen a lot of uh, demonic manifestation over that because my girlfriend, his mother has been involved in the occult for a lifetime, doing channeling, tarot card reading, Ouija board, uh, talking with guardian angel, automatic writings, all this kind of stuff. And they pray over me to break the generational curses, they are called, when some generational thing goes on through a generational line, like, my dad had a great deal of rejection from my granddad, and they never spoke with each other, talked with each other for many years. And the same was happening with my dad. So we broke this thing. And uh, after I forgave my dad, I managed to establish a relationship with him. And the re our relationship has been the best ever in the last two years. I've never seen him in the last two years, but still. <laughs> We've been talking about things, at least he, he texts me often and he tells me I miss you. And for someone like my dad, it's a lot, like you have no idea. It means a lot to me as well. So yeah, I can tell that whatever has been taken away from me in my life, all the depression or the lack of money or... When I accept God, God, changed me from, from the inside out. It changed my heart and my mind in a way that it changed me so profoundly that I don't even remember who I used to be. Like, my parents never met me since I became a Christian. And for my parents, just to know that I'm not smoking weed anymore is like, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, I, we are going to go to have a long chat when I go in Italy and they're going to see the change me, in me for sure. But yeah, God just changed my mind and my heart in a way that I cannot even explain. And whatever, whatever I lost, I didn't have in my childhood or in my youth. Whatever happiness I thought has been missing, he gave it back to me uh, 10 times more. Like, uh, I can tell the last two years of my life that I am a Christian, they are, they've been the best two years of my life. Even if in my previous life, let's say, I haven't denied nothing to me. I've done everything a young person could, could do. Like I had 
was changing girlfriend like every week. I was doing drugs to the limit. I was partying as much as I could, but still there was this that gap, that emptiness inside me that I think the only thing they can feel it is a um, personal relationship with God through through Jesus. So yeah, uh, that's how my life has changed, and that's all. <laughs>